0: Surah Al-Anbiya, lesson number 163, ayah number 1 to 29. Bismillah rahman Surah Al-Anbiya is a Makki surah. It was revealed before the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Medina. And Al-Anbiya is the plural of Nabi, Prophet. So Anbiya are the Prophets. In Surah Taha, we learned about Musa السلام, Harun السلام, That as prophets, what are the challenges that they faced? And in this surah also, we will learn about many prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. اقترب, اقترب. It has come near. It has drawn close. للناس for the people. What has come near? What has approached? حسابهم their reckoning, their account. It's very near. It has come so close. But yet, what is the state of people? Wahum and they are fi in heedlessness mu'ridun, ones who turn away. Plural of mu'rid. One who deliberately leaves something and turns away from it. All people. Iqtaraba lin nasi. An nas refers to all people. Every person. Who comes to this world? One day he is going to leave this world. One day his time is going to expire. It's going to run out. And when he dies, his hisab, his questioning will begin. Because when a person goes in his grave, he is asked, Man Rabbuk, Man Nabiyuk, Madinuk. He will be questioned. Who is your Lord? Who is your Prophet? What was your religion? Hisab will begin, and based on that hisab will be how that time will be spent. Which time? Between death and the Day of Judgment. You know, sometimes when you look at how long this earth has been there, and how long... I mean, think about it. It can be there for millions and millions of years. Recently, I was reading in the news about something happening in 2050. I'm like, oh, it's not that far. But then I... I wonder if I will be alive at that time. I mean, you think 2050 is not far, but then you really think you will live up to that day and you'll see it? What is our ultimate end? We're gonna die. We're not here to stay. We're going in our graves. We will be questioned. This hisab is real. And every moment that we live, we are actually drawing closer and closer to our death. You know, just like we wait until our birthday, these many months left, these many days left, these many weeks left. With every passing day, we're drawing closer to our death day. Birthday was once. It came and it's over. We're already here now. We were born. And now we're here. Now what's coming up is death day. That is what we should be worried about. But we spend celebrating our birthday, forgetting that a death day is also coming and when that death comes, Hisab comes too. We will be questioned. What did you do? You were not sent to this world for play and amusement. You were sent for a reason. What did you do? all people, their death is coming near, the day of judgment is coming near. it's coming, people will be questioned. But what is their sad state? What is their pathetic state? fi They are in heedlessness. What is غَفْلَة? To not remember what is important. To be heedless of it. To not pay any attention to it. Why? Because they are busy enjoying themselves. They have forgotten this hisab. They have forgotten death. They have forgotten this major reality. fi Turning away. In the previous surah, we learned about how when a person does not remember the Qur'an, he forgets the Qur'an, then what happens? He's not able to apply it. And when he will not apply it on the Day of Judgment, he will also be forgotten. So the one who turns away from the Qur'an, the one who is in ghafla, he's in serious danger. Serious danger. This is just like a person has an exam coming up and they're just spending their time chilling. They don't even know what their book says or what the exam is about. They're in ghafla. And this does not befit a sane person. This does not befit a responsible person. وَهُمْ فِي مُعْرِضُونَ They're turning away. What they should be most concerned about, what they should be striving for more than anything, and that is their death, their hisab, it is that which they have forgotten this hisab is definite this hisab is unavoidable and it is most difficult it's unlike anything we have experienced in this life yet it's unfortunate that majority of the people are in ghafla they're turning away why because they're engrossed in their desires may yaatihim it does not come to them what min dhikrin any reminder any reminder whether it is kony or shuddery. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us through different ways. One person dies at the age of 21. Another person is killed. Another person, he falls ill. Another person fails an exam miserably. Another person loses something. Don't we hear these things all the time? Yes. A person who's perfectly healthy, they fall ill. A person who's got a lot of money, they lose it. A person who's got big reputation, a big name, and now what happens? they're being humiliated and and insulted in public all over the news. We see this all the time. That how people lose their life, how people lose their fame, how people lose the glitz and glamour of this world so quickly. These are all reminders. These are all reminders to us. Think about what you're doing. You know, for instance, you learn about these big names. A person who was once upon a time, You know, running for president for example. But then it's discovered that he was involved in some serious crimes. And now instead of running for elections, he's trying to defend himself in court. And he might be imprisoned for so many years. And he might be fined with a big fine. I mean, you hear about these things. This is a dhikr, this is a reminder. Think about yourself. Are there any sins that we are committing? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us some respite right now. What do we think? We stay in ghafla, we're just enjoying ourselves right now. You think these sins are not going to surface? You think we're not going to be questioned about what we're doing? Ma yatihim min dhikrin. Dhikr? Kauni. Reminders. Meaning things that happen in this world. A natural disaster here, a death here, a young couple shot. Shot. Literally. Why? because of their faith, or over a parking dispute. I mean, these things, we hear them all the time. It's not strange news anymore. And these are all reminders. We may have big plans. Great things we want to do when we're 50, when we're 60, when we're 40, when we're 30, when we graduate. But who knows, we might never reach that. We might never reach that age. So when we see a young person losing their life, this is a reminder for us. When we see someone famous losing their fame, this is a reminder for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also reminds us through shari'i ayat, through the Qur'an. You hear some verses of the Qur'an. You read some verses in the Qur'an. You hear a hadith. You learn about something of the deen. That is a reminder that warns you about what you're doing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, من من Any reminder that comes to them from their Lord, and this reminder is muhdath. What is muhdath? Ha dal Hadatha. is kounu shay lam yakun. When something happens that did not exist before, it's new, new, a new reminder. Because you see, if there is something that we are informed about, we know it, and we are told about the same thing again. First time we heard, we cried. Second time we heard, yes, you know, we felt. A little movement inside. Third time we hear it, we're like, hmm, okay, yeah, I know. The fourth time, yeah, I know. Right? So when you hear something over and over and over again, what happens? You get desensitized, right? It doesn't affect you anymore. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these reminders are muhdath, new, completely new, that they haven't heard before. Warnings that they have not heard of before. New reminder. And when you hear something that is new for you, you're coming to know of it for the first time ever. It shakes you. It should move you. Allah says, even such reminders, when they come to them, what is their reaction? Illa except إِسْتَمَعُوهُ Notice the word istamar. They listen to it attentively, meaning they understand what is being said, but their actions, وَهُمْ يَلْعَبُونَ And they keep playing. They keep playing in their lives. لَعِبْ لَامْعَيْنْبَ It's like, you know, children playing with their games, with their toys? This is لَعِبْ When someone is just entertaining themselves, they're enjoying themselves. They're wasting their time, or they're not doing something that's really productive. They're just making use of their time, doing something that is just bringing them pleasure at that moment. And that's it. This is the state of humanity. And humanity includes us also. We hear reminders, but nothing affects us. Or we get affected at that moment. We cry at that moment. We make promises, but then we go back to our lives. We keep playing. We keep wasting our time. Basically what is being said over here is, knowledge is there, information is there, but the actions are not improved. The attitude has not changed. That focus on the life of the hereafter, is not there. Why? Because people are in غفلة. And that is why they are not affected by the warnings. Their fear does not increase. They continue to waste their time. They continue to spend hours just eating and having fun and talking and indulging. Lahiatan What is the reason for غفلة? lahu. What Lahu? Lahu is basically everything that diverts a person from their purpose. So for instance, when you turn your computer on, what is your objective? Do your assignment. Right? You're supposed to type up a document that has 500 words. Alright? That is your focus. That is your purpose. And you have an hour to do that, for example. Or two hours to do that. What Lahu? Lahu is when something distracts you from your purpose. So for instance, a message pops up, you click it, you respond to it, begins a conversation, which leads to a link, which leads to a video, which leads to an article, and the next thing you know, your assignment is not done, and you're out of time. This was lahu something that distracted you from your purpose allah says la lahiya is one that is distracted what is distracted Qulubum, their hearts their hearts are distracted by what by this dunya by the pleasures of this world by this play and amusement lahiatan qulubum. they're just busy having fun and they have no time to reflect, they have no time to think. Because you see, when you hear some news, and it scares you, makes you think, it makes you wonder, makes you reflect on yourself, then this should bring about a change in your life. Right? Like for example, if you find out that a person was recently killed, and this individual was still a student, and this individual had recently gotten married, and this individual had a charity that he was working for, and he had collected a little bit of money, but now subhanallah, because he died, that charity has gained more than half a million dollars. Right? You wonder, at such a young age, such a huge accomplishment, what should that make us realize? That I need to do something with my life also. How did they have time for that charity? How? If they were a full time student, recently married, how did they have time for this charity? Where did they get that time from? They must have made time for it, right? So then you think, okay, I want to do the same thing. I want to do something good in my life, bring benefit to humanity, you know, affect people in a positive way. I want to do something. And then you think, okay, inshallah, on this day, at this time, I'm going to spend some time, you know, working on this project that I've been. Delaying and procrastinating. But what happens when that time comes? You're too busy. You're too busy on Netflix. Right? You're too busy on your phone. You're too busy watching TV. You're too busy doing something else. You're so busy that you can't even reflect on yourself. You can't even think about your death. You can't even work on self-improvement. This is the problem. We are too distracted. This is why we don't produce anything in life. najwa, <النّجوة> And they conceal their private conversation. Who Those who do ظُلْم. The mushrikeen are basically being mentioned. How? Privately, secretly, they talk amongst themselves. About who? About the Prophet And they say, hal illa is he not just a man like you? He's just a human being, just like you. So why do you really have to give him that much importance? He's just a human being like you. You don't really need to believe in him. You don't really need to follow him. Why do you have to listen to everything he says? sihra, Would you approach magic? And what is magic? What are they referring to? The Qur'an. Would you go to magic to listen to it? While you see, meaning while you are aware that he is a liar, they're talking about the Prophet ﷺ in their private conversations. Because you see the mushrikun, they sat in their private gatherings discussing the matter of the Prophet ﷺ. They were confused. Because what he said made sense to them. But at the same time, they didn't want to believe it. And when they didn't want to believe, they had to come up with some excuse, some good reason to reject him. So they would sit together and they would talk about him. So over here, their private conversations are exposed. What do they say? How do they undermine the Prophet ﷺ? How do they belittle him? Oh, well, he's just a human being. You don't need to listen to him. You don't need to follow him. So what if he says that? And by the way, whatever he's saying is all magic anyway. Why would you go and listen and get brainwashed? And you see someone who begins to focus on the Akhirah, what do people say about him? He's been brainwashed. He's been brainwashed. Any person who's passionate about their religion, who wants to make a home in the Akhirah, brainwashed. There was this woman politician who's like, oh yeah, we should ban it because they've been brainwashed into wearing it. And um, we'll be freeing them that way. So many people believe that, for example, if a woman is wearing a hijab or a person is eating halal or they're only making halal money, well, they've been brainwashed. So the Mushikin would say similar things. Why would you go and listen to him to get brainwashed? Don't listen to him. Ignore him. He's only a human being anyway. So what do we see over here? That why is it that when people realize their hisab is coming near, they will be questioned. Death is a reality. Life is short. And they also get reminders which are new, recently revealed, or recently they have come to know of it. Yet their actions don't change. They play on. Why? Their hearts are distracted. Their hearts are occupied. Because the thing is that the heart cannot multitask. It cannot multitask. If you are passionate about one thing, that is your focus, you can only focus on that. You can't have too many things occupying your heart at the same time. Right? This is why, like in the hadith, we learned that iman and haya, right? Iman and haya, what are they? They're together. They're in the heart. When one goes, the other also follows. Because then the heart is being occupied by something else. You can either have iman, or you can have kufr, or nifaq. Right? You can't have iman and kufr. So, when the heart is preoccupied with the love of this dunya, when a person is pursuing the desires of this world, then how can he focus on the akhirah? They cannot. How can a person do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded? They cannot. And the matter of the heart is so interesting. You see, the Prophet ﷺ, when he was a child, and he was with his wet nurse, Halima Sa'adiya, until he was four years old, he was in the care of Halima Sa'adiya in the desert. At one occasion, what happened was, the Prophet وسلم, a young boy, he was playing with his friends, and Jibreel came in the form of a human being, grabbed the Prophet ﷺ, lay him down, God opened his chest, took his heart out, and removed a black piece of flesh. And he said, This was the portion of shaitan. This was the portion of shaitan that has been removed from your heart. And the heart was washed with zamzam, it was placed back. And Anas, you would say that I could see, as a young boy, later on, many years later, when he would see the Prophet, وسلم, he said, I've seen, you know, as if the chest had been sealed together. You know, like for example, when somebody has surgery. Right? So, the thing is that shaitan, he whispers. Right? Alladhi yuwaswisu fi sudur nas. He whispers in the sadr. But that waswasa, it doesn't reach the heart immediately. Alright? But when a person does not protect his heart, then what happens? The waswasa of shaitan reaches the heart even. And then shaitan takes over. What do we learn from hadith? That when a person sins, then a black mark appears on the heart. If he doesn't do tawbah, that mark is not washed away. It only grows, it spreads. It deepens. The heart becomes sick and sick. So much so that it loses and shaitan takes over. And when shaitan takes over the heart, then he rules over you. He has taken over you. He will run through your blood. He will control you. He will make space in your heart and then He will control you. And then لَهِيَةً قُلُوبٌ Then the heart is distracted and that's it. Then even the most scary lecture will not affect. The ayat that made sahaba cry, that made sahaba sick, literally, made them sick out of the fear. Those same verses, we hear them and they don't affect us. Why? Because the heart is busy thinking about what? The TV show. It's busy thinking about something of this dunya. It's busy thinking about some recipe that they want to try or with shopping or some actor or something else. <laughs> and if a person is so distracted, then the Quran will not affect them. So we have to protect, guard our heart. Save it. This is the most precious thing that you have. This is what will protect you and save you. <laughs> and when a person doesn't want to believe, then he comes up with excuse after excuse. Like the Mushrikeen did. They called the Prophet. ﷺ, and they said, He's only a human being. You don't need to listen to him. You don't need to give importance to what he says. It's magic. It's all brainwashing. Qala, the Prophet ﷺ said, Rabbi ya'lamul kawla. The people were talking about him in private gatherings. Rabbi ya'lamul kawla. My Lord knows the speech, meaning whatever is said. Fis sama'i wal whether it is said in the sky. Or the earth. was السَّمِيعُ Alim, And he is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. Amazing. When you find out that somebody is saying something negative about you, and you have found out about it through a chain of transmitters, so-and-so said, that so-and-so said, that so-and-so said, I read here, say what the Prophet ﷺ said. Rabbī Any word that is said, My Lord knows about it. If that word is said in the sky or the earth, whether somebody was in the plane when they said it, or they said it when they were sitting in a train, wherever they said it, Allah knows. He is the hearing and the knowing. Bal rather, qalū they say, ahlam. They say this wahi, this revelation, or these words that Muhammad is saying, it is only adghathu ahlam it's only a mixture of false dreams confused thoughts do you remember adghathu ahlam surah yusuf hmm? the king was having dreams and they called it adghathu ahlam adghath is a plural of dhakhs and what is dhakhs a bunch of you know dry grass or twigs all right and when you examine a bunch like that one is really thick and another is very thin one is really dark and another is very dull in color. Different thickness, different lengths. There's no uniformity. Is just random pieces of wood or random dry grass or whatever it is that has been you know, put together in a bunch. There's no uniformity. This is dhghs. And ahlam is a plural of hulm. And what is that? False, meaningless dream. Have you ever had really wild dreams? I'm sure you've had. Everybody has them almost every day. Right? That you were flying and then you were swimming and then you saw somebody and then they disappeared and then you were eating something and it became so big and, and then you say, I don't know what happened and then I don't know what happened and then, you know when you say, I don't know what happened, I think it was like, that means it was just a random dream. Why? Because whatever brewing in your head or whatever's going on in your life, then you see that in a confused order in your dream. So this is hulm Meaningless dream. Alright? So they said that what the Prophet is saying, in other words, the Qur'an, this is only, you know, a mixture of random thoughts. There's no organization. There's no structure. You know, one ayah talks about the Day of Judgment and suddenly the topic changes and the topic changes again. It begins with one thing and ends with something else. and There's no coherence. At one point he says there's a day of judgment, and at another point he tells us we should worship only Allah. Randomness. You see when you don't put your head into it, it appears as randomness. But when you really reflect on the Qur'an, on the verses, on the words, then you won't find any incoherence. You won't find the messages of the Qur'an to be random. So, بَلْ adghathu أَضْغَاثُ أَحْلَامٍ They say it's is confused dreams, confused thoughts disorderly, random, disorganized information. And the people, they even say about the Qur'an, the same thing, right? Today also the same thing is said about the Qur'an. Then they say, no, 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 no. It's not randomness. baliftarahu. Rather, he has invented it. He's made it up. No, 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 no. It's not a fabrication. بَلْرَادَهُ وَشَارِهُ He's just a really good poet. Because they couldn't ignore the beauty of the Qur'an, Right? of its words. They said it's poetry. And then they said, you know what, if he's really a prophet, bi ayatin, Then he should bring us some miracle. al Just as the first ones, the former ones were sent. Al awwalun is a plural of? awwal Meaning they're referring to the past nations, the past prophets, how the previous prophets brought miracles. They said, you know what, Muhammad ﷺ should also show us a miracle like a glowing hand or stick turning into a snake or him making something out of clay and blowing life into it and curing someone who's blind or things like that. If you think about it, these people, what they were saying about the Prophet was, adghathu ahlan, Because they could not make up their mind. At one point they're saying he's a magician. At another point, no, he's something else. No, he's something else. They're confused. They call the Prophet confused. They themselves are confused. Allah says, Ma آمَنَتْ قبلهم من قريةٍ Ma not, آمَنَتْ it believed قبلهم before them من قريةٍ any, any town. Meaning, no people ever believed before them on what? On seeing a miracle. They demand a miracle? They say if they see a miracle, they'll believe? Well, look at the previous nations. When they were sent miracles, did they believe? Take the example of Fir'aun. Was he shown miracles? Was he? Many. But what happened? Did he believe? No. He didn't. Allah says, مَا آمَنَتْ قَبْلَهُمْ مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ That we destroyed. Because eventually that people was destroyed. Which people? Those who saw the miracle and didn't believe. يُؤْمِنُونَ So will they believe then? Meaning these mushrikeen of Makkah. What are they saying? Are they trying to say that when they see the miracle they will believe? Well look at history. Look at history. No nation believed just because they saw a miracle. Never happened. Those who believed in their messengers, believed in them even before they saw the miracles. Because the Prophet ﷺ, what miracle was he given? Think about it. The Qur'an. And he was also given the miracle of شَقُّ qamar The splitting of the moon. Right? But we see that there were people who believed in the Prophet even before the revelation of the Qur'an was completed. In fact, they never learned the entire Qur'an. They died even before the Qur'an was fully revealed. They believed. They didn't need a miracle to convince them. That's not needed. So these people, the mushrikeen of Makkah, they think they will believe. Wama they said, he's only a human being. No need to give importance to him. Allah says, وَمَا أَرُسَلْنَا قَبْلَكَ We did not send before you illa except rijalan men Plural of rajul). Before you, any messengers that were sent, who were they? They were men, they were human beings. نُوحِي إِلَيْهِم We did wahi to them. We revealed to them. This is what set them apart from the rest of the people they were human beings but they received revelation and this is why they were messengers and prophets so O people of Mecca, if you don't believe in muhammad sallallahu alaihi if you don't believe us then fasalu ahl al then go ahead and ask the people of dhikr the people who have the message the people who have the reminder in kuntum la ta'lamun if you don't know yourselves who are the Ahlul al-dhikr the people of the book the Jews and the Christians. Because the people of Mecca, remember that they had no scripture. They were Arabs and Arabs. After Ismail, no prophets were sent to them. All right, And they had no scripture. On the other hand, the Banu Israel, did they have prophets and messengers and scriptures? Many. So whenever it came to matters of the deen that the people of Mecca were ignorant of, they would consult the people of the book. They would go to the Jews, they would go to the Christians. All right. So they're being told over here that okay, if you find it difficult to believe that a human being has been sent as a messenger, then go ahead and ask the Jews and the Christians. The prophets that were sent to them, who were they? Were they human beings or some other creation? What were they? fasalu أَهْلَ الْذِكْرِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ لَا تعلمون. And if you were to look into their books, what will you find out? Who were the prophets? Who were they? Human beings. Right Now this ayah teaches us something very important, which is that there is no harm in looking into the books of the Jews and the Christians all right, to find an answer if the Qur'an is silent about something or the Qur'an even tells us about something. Then there is no harm in referring to what the Jews and Christians have to say about that matter. As long as it does not contradict the Qur'an where it contradicts the Qur'an, we leave their version. And we take the Qur'an. You understand? But where there is no contradiction, then there is no harm. So for instance, the story of Musa Samiri. We got some detail in the Qur'an. Alright? Now, if you look into the books of the Jews and the Christians, there is more information, there is more detail. Go ahead, read it. I mean, in the sense that, get to know what it is. But where it contradicts the Qur'an, then you will leave it. Alright? This is the reason why when you read the books of tafsir you will find many Isra'iliyat. What are Isra'iliyat? Narrations that the Muslim scholars learned from who? Jews and Christians. So, fas أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ But if you know from the Quran and Sunnah something, then there is no need to refer to the Jews and the Christians. Alright? And also another very important thing we learn in this ayah. That if you don't know about something, then what should you do? Ask those who know about it. But please, don't choose to remain ignorant. When something is essential, it matters. And you are ignorant, you don't know about it. Then go ask the people of knowledge. But don't remain ignorant yourself. Find out. Refer to the people of knowledge. jasadan. Allah says, the prophets before, we did not make them empty, lifeless bodies. Jasad is used for a body. Alright? It's basically used for parts of something that have been put together. So the prophets before were not just bodies that laya kuluna who did not eat food. No, they ate food. They were human beings. They needed to eat. وَنَا كَانُوا خَالِدِينَ And they were not eternal either. Were the prophets eternal? If they were eternal, they would have been living today. So the fact that they ate and the fact that they died, what does that show? Who were they? Human beings. ثُمَّ then صَدَقْنَاهُمُ الْوَعْدَ We fulfilled for them the promise. صَدَقْنَاهُمْ From صِدْق. What is صِدْق? Truthfulness. To be true to your word. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a promise to the prophets. And what was that promise? Of victory. Of success. Did Allah fulfill that promise? Yes we fulfilled the promise to the prophets Fa so we saved them. who the prophets of Allah, Waman Nasha and whoever we willed. And who is it that were saved? It was those who believed in the prophets and who was destroyed were ahnal musrifin. and we destroyed the transgressors. because what happens is that in blind hatred, in blind opposition, there is much transgression. When a person just hates someone, because of who they are, blindly, then what happens? Do they exceed bounds? Yes. Then they pick up their gun and they shoot innocent people because they just hate them. Even if they don't know their first name. Right? Even if they've never harmed them. But they'll just go and kill them. Why? Out of blind hatred. This is what? Israf. Transgression. And this should also make us think about ourselves. Is there any person whom I just hate because I hate them? And that's it? blindly, without even thinking. And if there is, then remember that there will be a lot of israf on our part. Israf in words, in actions, in treatment. This will follow. And this brings consequences. So what do we see here? That the prophets that Allah sent were human beings. Right? They delivered the messages to their people. When their people did not believe, then what happened? Allah saved the prophets and those who believed in them and those who transgressed, they were the ones who were destroyed. Like in Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 13-14, we learn, فَأَوْحَىٰ إِلَيْهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ Allah revealed to the prophets that we will destroy the ظَالِمِينَ وَلَنُسْكِنَنَّكُمُ الْأَرْضَ مِنْ بعدين. And we will surely cause you to dwell in the land after them. So in this is comfort for Rasulullah and also a wake-up call for all of us. What are we doing? Allah's messages, His reminders must not be ignored. A person must not be so busy and distracted by this dunya that he's not affected by the words of Allah. And if that is the state, then we need to wake up. We'll listen to the recitation of these
1: verses i ربهم not إلا استمعوا وهم a person who is a person who is a person قَالَ رَبِّي يَعْلَمُ الْقَوْلَ فِي السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ بَلْ قَالُوا أَضْغَا سُحَامًا بَلِ افتراه بَلْ هُوَ شَاعِرٌ فَلْيَأْتِنَا فَلْيَأْتِنَا بِآيَةٍ كَمَا أُرسِلَ الْأَوَّلُ ما آمنت قبلهم من قرية اهلكناها افهم يؤمنون وما ارسلنا قبلك الا رجالا نوحي اليهم فاسالوا اهل الذكر ان كنتم لا تعلمون وما جعلناهم جسدا لا ياكلون الطعام وما كانوا خالدين ثم صدقناهم الوعد فانجيناهم ومن نشاء
0: واهلكنا المسرفين